I'm ready whenever you guys are. Jamesies. What's up, everybody? Hey, oh! Welcome, everybody, to the Geo and Me Back Show, episode number 121. How's everybody doing today? I'm doing fucking, you know what? I'm doing fantastic, dude. You're hit, you're going there already. I'm take your fucking word. He's you know going why? there already. Because, like a period, we are once a month live on Facebook, and today is your Facebook Live episode. Yeah. Damn, son, where'd you find this? 21. And God damn it, we have a fucking episode this week. Yeah, we got a really good episode this week. So we are going to talk about, for Punk Rock Talk, we're going to talk about Rody's trip to Punk and Drublick, his experience, how everything went there. And then also, Gio and I are going to kind of get into the details on songwriting and how and, and the different types of songs you can write and... You know, scoot over. A little oh, you want to scooch? I'll yeah. scooch my cooch. Yeah. I want yeah. your face up in here, yeah, dude. Because we're live. People want to see the meats. Yeah. yeah, dude. So yeah, we got a really good episode in store for you guys, and I think it's about that time to get into uh. this thing, right here. This is Punk Rock Welcome to the least listened segment in podcast history. Welcome to Punk, Punk Rock, Rock Talk. Talk. A little botchy. Yeah, no, we're good, C+. dude. Welcome everybody to the least listened to segment. It's just like an AEW women's match. That's all. Yeah. It's all good. Yeah, not too terrible. C plus. Yeah, cotton mouth. Leave me alone. C plus. <laughs> so uh, I kind of want to get into Rody's experience at Punk and Drublick because I got a couple things to talk about with Punk and Drublick too. So, Rody, how was it? It was. Um, to one, be honest, one for the books. The no first the first one was way better. Really? Yep. I think so. I do. How so? It was bigger. Okay. Yeah, bigger is better. Uh, it was, it was According just, it was to just, the host, it was just bigger. There was more people. Um, let's see what else. More venues to get st- to get beer at and whatnot. More to get more cater or whatever you call them. Yeah. Um. But I mean, uh, vendors. Uh, vendors. Vendors. Uh, than, thank you. Other than that. Fucking! It was a it was a blast. I had, I had cool. a great time. Awesome. I, uh, so not too deflating. Right? No, 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 no. Like still worth it. Still worth it. Okay. Every fucking moment. Bands were good. Bands were great. Uh, minus, like the first couple songs of No Effects. Like Fat Mike's bass wasn't like working properly or some shit. Yeah. Well, I'm, that's not. So I mean, far, like, you know. yeah. Uh, other Maybe than that, is. fucking. Me first in the Gimme Gimme's stole the fucking show. Really? Yeah. Yeah. That's them cool. and uh, Bouncing Souls. Yeah. Bouncing Souls are so awesome. They were fucking. We had great some uh, locals on the bill as well, right? Yeah. We had Vinvis Pinks. Yeah. And Winter, Winter Haven. Haven. Yeah. Winter Haven. Which they Gio's started out the show, with. which were fucking. They killed it. Yeah. yeah. They were fucking. They started the show out with a fucking boom. Well, good news for uh, people listening because we actually have been talking to Winter Haven. And we plan to have them on the show soon. Fuck yeah. Most dude. likely live here from Cosmic Soup Recording. Beep, beep, beep. 
Yeah, I was like, there was a, they started and there was probably like 15 people in audience. Everyone else is still in the vendor, vendors and stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or even just like not even just showing up still. But no, man, it was it was nice. It, they they killed it. I'm Vince sure as King soon as they started playing, like more people started. Oh yeah, oh that's fuck right. yeah, music is starting. You mm-hmm. know, so they that's probably, what I did. Did I you get a chance to hear over. the last gang? Uh, they had like a chick bassist singer. Um, Black hair. I no, I, was, I think that was a part time where uh, our our wives wanted to go fucking drink off and stuff. Oh, so gotcha. I had to go hang out with them, jerk off and stuff. Yeah, drink that's off. what they do. Uh, drink off. <laughs> Hey, yeah, the it last was gang, free beer. Last Gang is super awesome, dude. They're a band so, I just kind of stumbled upon like a few months ago. They're super dope. Also, Authority Zero. Yeah. No, local hometown here. Yeah. Uh, like how last time, you know, they gave us beer tickets, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I still have there some There was no beer tickets. Really? It was f- it was free beer from 12 to 3. Damn. Really? Yeah. Uh, I had a couple shots. I haven't drank in like yeah. a couple years. Shots of beer? Shots of beer. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I wanted to clarify. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, they gave you little shot glasses. Um, we don't give you rum. No. I don't drink liquor anymore. Why is the rum always gone? But uh, no, I, I did. That's I, when I you get uh, and I, I felt bang great bang. off of three like three shots of beer. I was like, oh, I got a little buzz. Nice. And I was like, all right, no more. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even bang bang at the fucking festival. <laughs> bang bang, Bradley. Yeah, plowing through. We backstage. did see a guy like pee their pants, pee his pants. So that oh, was really? Fun. Yeah. yeah, interesting. No, it was a good time. Did, good you, time. G- did you see the video Jaden posted of the guy like throwing the beer and then another guy catching it and then yeah, throwing we, it? Yeah, I watched it live. Yeah, <laughs> that's amazing. Did you watch it? No. <laughs> yeah, no, I didn't. Oh, I saw the video. It's super fucking cool. Yeah. Uh, so, a couple things that I wanted to talk about from that show. Number one, I heard that the from the, that the sound was kind of a little off. Yeah. Bouncing Souls was uh, it was off on. Uh, I have an opinion about all that tune. Uh, yeah, it wasn't it wasn't right, but they made it work for the best that they can. And sure, it, it I think everything was, was very fucking last minute. And well, they like, changed vendors. Yeah, like, venues. Like, yeah, three different times. Yeah, they that's changed, true. <laughs> they changed venues, like like you said, and I think that day was like they finally were like, okay, this is it. Like, and they probably set everything up that day. Whereas usually they would have everything set up a day before or two days before, you know, to ensure that everything's running properly. <laughs> so they probably were, you know, working with very little time to troubleshoot everything and get shit running right. So I will say this. My work, which I am not going to state where I work on the podcast. At this place. Uh, actually, I have it on my Facebook, so it really doesn't <laughs> matter. I'm pretty sure you've well documented it before in past <laughs> yeah, episodes numerous. when you yeah. joined the company. but. So <laughs> <laughs> uh, my work Twitter. actually were the ones who uh, put that show together, so I wonder if we're the ones that had the sound. It was f- we're running sound, you know. Yeah, it was. Oh, I didn't even know that, so I was not literally trying to make an excuse for your job at all. I think it was just very like last minute, and you run into those kind of problems, you I know. Will, so I will, man- I will say this: when we do shows, we build them the day of. We start like unless oh, it's yeah. a massive festival, like because Punk and Drublick's not a massive festival. Uh, but not anymore. Not as not as well, like it was the first. But one. unless it's like a massive like multi-day festival with like you know twenty, thirty, forty bands, um, we over there. we we put together <laughs> we put together a set in a day. We do it at the arena all the time. Yeah, put together a whole set in one day. Yeah, it was funny though because it, it was right next. It was at a a soccer field. So it was right next to a, a, a soccer, like soccer games and like baseball games were oh, happening. Nice. nice, like literally across the parking lot was a fucking giant, like no effects 
plane and shit. I was like, what the that's, that's pretty cool. rad. That's so. pretty rad. So, so those kids in the in the audience, they got to watch the sports and listen to the music. Nice. Good for them. They got a whoa, Hell yeah. whoa. Yeah, no good times. Cool, man. Cool. So all in all, Punk and Drublik, uh worth going to. So oh next sure, I'll go. I'll go through. next year also. Or yeah. Next time they come, I'll show up. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Yeah, I'll I'll Papers. roll one up. I got my weed outside. Uh, Rody, do you want to grab it real oh, quick? Oh, you fucking bet your sweet dick I will. All right, because this uh, next little part of the episode, we are going to dive into what it takes to write a song. And uh, a lot of it has to do with, you know, rolling joints. So, Yeah, you should start off by getting some weed. Get some weed <laughs> and, and uh, get a pipe. Or some papers papers. like we're about to do. Yeah. And uh, roll that shit up, brother. So you don't got to go crazy and like take a dab and fucking do a death bong rip or anything. Oh, so we're legit going to. Okay, I'm I'm about it. Yeah. We're going to tell them like, yeah, smoke weed. Yeah. No, I I definitely am about that. Okay. All right. If you don't smoke weed, obviously don't. We're not peer pressuring you into fucking smoking weed, but. If you do smoke weed, or if you ever felt like you wanted to smoke weed, or if you want to try it for songwriting purposes, I highly recommend it. Expand your mind, bro. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, even as far as to, like, microdose on some fungi or something, you yeah, know? Yeah, that's, that's I'm also. not telling anybody to do anything illegal, but, um, you know. Go to Colorado to do it, okay? Yeah, or uh, Oregon, yeah. you know? Go to Oregon to do it. Come on, where's something? Or fucking do it at your house. I don't give a fuck. But uh, (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, start off with some weed. Start off with some weed. No, uh, but honestly, you, I, I kind of like to have an open mind, like you just said, free your mind, kind of like, uh, open it up. You know. Um, Yes. So, you know, weed helps, but uh, (laughs) find find a meditating kind of experience. I mean, it it also depends on what kind of song you want to write. Like, for for me, songs just come to me, right? Not every song I've ever written, but there are songs that literally just come to me. Like, out of nowhere, I'll just be standing there at work or something, and then boom, this fucking melody or, or something will hit me, or this line. Mm-hmm. I'm like, damn, that's good, and I have to fucking write it down. Right. So, like, you kind of find out what kind of song you want to write. Do you want it to be aggressive? Do you want it to be kind of emotional? Softer? Do you want it to be harder, heavier? Do you want to get a point across? You know? So in my experience, you kind of want to soak yourself in Soaking. in uh, whatever that emotion is that you want to draw out of that song. Right. So if you want to be angry, then research and watch a lot of shit online or something that makes you angry. Like for me, pr- police brutality. Every time I saw it, even before 2020 and the, and the riots and all that, Every time I saw it, it immediately got my fucking adrenaline pumping. And it got you writing words down on paper. Yep. And I would I would always just immediately start fucking writing. So that kind of shit fueled And that's that. a and right there, like that honestly, I I like where we're at now because uh that's a good place to start is like a subject, something that inspires you. Like Gio said, he uh he gets inspired by uh, you know, watching police brutality videos because you know he wants to stand up for these people he believes that they're you know what whatever he believes in uh he he has a big opinion about so what he does right away probably before he even grabs a guitar is probably just jot some words down it it depends 
sometimes, sometimes the music it, comes first. Sometimes right. the words come first. Like right. a line will just inspire me. Okay. You know? Yeah. So, so like you might jot some words down and grab an acoustic because that's kind of like the quickest uh, instrument closest to you. You know, to write with. Yes. Yeah, and so like, for example, like with the whole police brutality thing. Um, Revolution 2020, the song that we have written on our Squared's latest release, season premiere EP, um, Cheap Plug. Super cheap. <laughs> um, the, the lines that came to me were, A was, don't be so afraid, and then B was, uh, no protocol, just writing on all the walls. What that meant to me was, like, we're in this state of chaos and panic and riots, but don't be afraid... And there's no really protocol on how to do this, but there's kind of been writing on the wall this whole time that this is coming and happening. So, like, don't be so afraid of how all of this is culminating, um, you know, and that's that's the whole vibe of the song. So that I, I took that vibe and, and was like, let's let's put some anxiety. I want people to kind of feel a little scared and panicked at first, but then we'll take them for this ride that kind of hey, don't be so afraid. Right. And we bring it into some ska chords and kind of chill it out. Hey, it's all right, you know? And, and there's this panic and, and crazy shit going on in our nation, but... It's really key to take people for a ride on, on songs, too, because, uh, yeah, you can start out with your hook and just play your hook a lot. You can. There's different ways to write songs, but yep. if you want to take them for a ride, you know, starting with, like, a riff is really cool because it's... It, it builds suspense so you like start with a riff or like a drum pattern or even a bass line and then like the next thing will come in and then the next thing will come in and you just kind of build off that and then you all go together you know it's just really good way to go on a ride so to speak breakdowns in the middle you know whether they're soft or heavy yeah super fucking rad man yeah i mean structure is is another thing you know if we can move from uh you know move topics here or not topics but fucking you know key points yeah exactly um, it's a key point yeah so like Structuring you know first songs. first we had you know what do you want it to be about the emotion the feeling what do you want to what inspires you to right. write the song second we have the structure so and you know a good person to actually talk to this uh which we will have on the show and talk to a, about this is vic he actually has a list on how to write a song like a step list and it's pretty cool right I wish I could remember it verbatim, but so we're kind of on the same track though. Like, uh, second, you want to structure it. Do you want it to start out with a musical intro? Do you want to start with just words, just bass? Um, you don't have to even think of how it starts first. You just, you know, you structure it around what you already have. I'll I'll tell uh, I'll tell everybody about one of my structuring techniques that I've been doing for a long time, and I'll give you two great examples too. So, uh. Squared, our first album, Drainage, was done in, what was that, 2013? We recorded it in, like, 2012. Okay. Well, we released it in 2013. So, that song, uh, the song that starts the record, Laundry Day for the Homeless, that's one that I wrote by myself, brought it to the band. The band kind of, we all kind of, like, adjusted it in certain ways. It was not exact. The way it is now was not exactly how I brought it to the right. band. It was... It, it pretty much is. We just added and took away and moved some things here yeah. and there, right? So it has an intro, right? Which is that yep. drum, that 
fucking like i talked about having something kind of like build to a suspense like starts out with the drum beat you know mm-hmm. and it does that fill and then we all come in together and then uh and then you have the little jam part and then it goes into the verse and then you go back to the beginning again that 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 initial like riff you hear that just takes you back to the beginning the one that is almost the hook it pretty much is the hook yeah. but without because it is the the same riff as the chorus but uh there's no words obviously yeah in so the got, in like, the very in the intro part hook. and then the in between first and second verse so you'll do drum fill which is like your intro and then full band comes in jam part and then verse right and then it does the same exact thing it just goes right back to uh that intro riff and then goes into a second verse and then you get into a bridge because you want to bridge yourself from the the verse to the chorus which the chorus is the most known part of the song it's the hook it's the melody it's the it's it's where it it's kind of what it's all based off of you know what i mean because you got to have a good hook to uh bring them home correct you know what i mean correct and and then you have guitar solo chorus and then the the jam to the end now right. now that song we wrote in 2012 2013 right fast forward about five years later when we're doing uh i have one right there on that amp on your right side i got it um fast forward to when we're doing uh, mexican fishing tricks strong for me it's the same way. It's a song that I brought to the band, and it starts with an intro riff, and then the whole band joins, and then it's a verse, and then it goes back to the s- signature riff again, goes to another verse, and then there's a bridge that takes you to the hook, which is the chorus, and then there's a little jam part or guitar solo, what it, whatever you do. There's Green Day is infamous for after their second chorus, they just jam. They don't even really do guitar solos. Sometimes they do, sometimes they don't. Right. But it's just kind of like you go to a musical thing after the second chorus, usually, or the first chorus. And then it's just uh, after the, you know, your music break, after your big chorus that you got to, you you bring it back again, you know, and then you find and then you find a way to end the song by bringing (laughs) then you find a way to. uh, bring it back by going to like the intro where people what people heard in the first place what kind of got them hooked on the song you know yeah and then you put that in the ending too and that's that's just two small examples i know it's kind of hard to explain but uh that's two small examples of uh what like a technique that i do it's just intro verse back to the intro riff verse chorus guitar solo or jam riff back to the chorus again and uh, find a way to end it, which is bringing back usually that beginning riff. So that's pretty much what I was trying to say, summed up. And yeah. I kind of got this technique because uh, I'm everybody knows I'm a big Foo Fighters fan. Anybody who listens to the show knows that. Um, Dave Grohl always had this funny saying: "Don't bore us, get to the chorus." Right. And and you just you know you find a way to keep that hook, man. That's that's where it's at. You gotta. Yeah, find a way to hook them because it, it hangs on to the chorus, you know. Yeah. So, but yeah, it's I the most mean, tasteful part of the song most of the time. You yeah. know what I mean? It's like a big chorus that, you know, means a big a chorus lot. is like an orgasm. 
you know, or a fucking climax of the song, you know, it's just like, it, it hits just right. That's what it is. So, especially, like, especially <laughs> after a bridge, you know, I think the most important chorus would be after, like, the bridge or, yeah. like, the music break, like you were talking about, the jam break or solo yeah. or... And, and in uh, Laundry Day, like, down. yeah, that's it right there. It's like, no sympathy for you or him. That's the yeah. bridge to the chorus. Yeah. So, um... And it works, baby. And that's And that's if you structure a song like that like all of this is just our advice and in in structuring as well like if you want maybe not even so much as advice just the way we do things yeah you know yeah i mean it's just us you know three dudes in a room talking you know smoking weed smoking <laughs> weed but uh two guys talking <laughs> yeah. i'm just sitting here <laughs> then you gotta roll it. Don't say anything. On? Come on now. Come on. But uh, bring the ashtray over here. Like with Come a punk, like with a punk rock fucking song. You know, you got your intro, which is pretty much the same riff as your fucking verse. And then a lot of the times in punk rock, uh, the chorus is almost either the same or slightly different. Right. Um. But if you want to just make it like a minute long banger. You know, like you just ride that fuck. You find a riff that's badass. You ride that motherfucker into the verse, then you write a badass chorus. Then you go back. You don't even need a second verse. You just go back into that fucking intro for the outro. Boom, done. Exactly. You know, verse, chorus, done. Like make make the outro sound like a bridge. But there's a lot of big songs that just have like uh, they always do a third verse after the. after the uh, guitar solo or music break or whatever. Right. And uh, in punk rock, you don't hear it often because the songs are so short. You only have, with like punk rock style songs, uh, you have about two to three minutes, I think. Otherwise, you kind of start to lose people, you know, because they like that short, sweet to the point. That's what's so good about something like... uh, Harry no hippies. effects or or even harry hates hippies too that's it it's just got a shortest songs you guys have it's it's, it's a very anger. short it's a very it's short song Sorry. and it's just uh we st- i still have it he's st- he still helped actually right. i sold it to fol that's what i'm saying yeah that's <laughs> what i'm saying you're right <laughs> it's, it's, it's uh hank hates hippos now yeah <laughs> so anyways yeah there's just you know where'd that fucking joint go oh you you only have you I'm only still, have I'm so still waiting on it <laughs> Sorry, you only have uh, so long, you know what I mean, before mm. you lose. You got to get people, well, from what I've noticed, especially in this day and age, you have about 10, 5 to 10 seconds before you lose someone's attention. So you better get their attention that quick. Yeah. Find a yeah. way to do it. Oh, especially now with the day of the TikToking and TikTok, it all snaps. All the Snapchats, Snapple chats. So, yeah, um, and then along with structure. After structure. What did Vic say? Tactless likes to keep it under three. Yeah. Yes. Uh, And you guys will notice this too. You and I, I think you and I talked about this, or maybe we didn't. I don't know, but I think we did. All of the songs that I have on the new record, on my new Board of Ed EP, are all, you won't find one over three minutes long. Right. And I did that on purpose. So. That's law, baby. Yeah. Thank you, Vic. Yep. yep, and we just mentioned earlier, Vic, that you have yeah, we a were, uh, we were just songwriting uh, technique list uh, that I wish I remembered verbatim because it is actually very badass, and uh, we will have you on the show to talk about that yeah. in the near future. Yeah, we'll we'll do we'll have to do a part two of this, and we'll bring somebody in that you know is is known in our scene for r- putting together a good song, and that's definitely Vic Martinez. I'm, yes, sir. I'm okay right now. Um. So yeah, I think I think that's a that's a good way to kind of wrap up 
Yeah, punk rock. Yeah, talk, there's you know? there's very much more into writing songs. These are just some of the things that just, we would just like a to few talk techniques to that we would like to throw out there. Yeah, if, if you like them, cool. Catch them. If you don't, uh, and if you got anything from this, go listen to the new Board of Ed EP, and check out Squared and TV Tragedy. Yeah, and Franks and Deans as well. Uh, we, dude, I cannot Fucking wait. Shameless plug. I've been, I've <laughs> been uh, working on some of our new stuff, and we've been working on new stuff, I should say. And it's just, it's so cool, dude. We've been, we've been playing them at shows. Yeah. New Franks and Deans. I'm excited for that. Yeah. And then, yeah, they're, they, you guys will be on tour soon. So. Yeah, we're going on tour this week. I leave Wednesday. <coughs> I won't be back till May 1st. Damn. Yeah. Damn, I guess son. that's something we should actually plug before we end Punk Rock Talk. Yeah. The tour. Uh, Franks and Deans, Weenie Roast, this Wednesday. Um, it's our tour kickoff and we're going all the way to the carolinas up to chicago and back home we're gonna do a bunch of dates with our pals hillbilly casino and it's gonna be fucking awesome time i won't be home till may guys this is a fucking this is a big boy tour yeah that's a big boy tour yeah so buy that fucking record so that meatbag can eat yeah and and do his laundry and shit on the road yeah Cause, Cause he gets sweaty and stinky, and a motherfucker has to pay bills. I've been on leaves. tour with this guy multiple times, and he gets stinky quick. You get stinky after a set. Stinky. Do you really want Samson to have to smell me? No. Because yeah, I share a bed that. with Samson. Nobody wants. I want to share a bed with Samson, but I don't want him to have <laughs> to smell you, especially when we're sharing beds. Yes. So yeah, uh, check out Frank's and Dean's on tour coming soon. Yes. Boom. Um, laddies, you got some wrestling to talk about. I got some TV tragedy fucking practice to get to. Yes, you do. And we will get into some wrestling while you do that because you haven't watched it. Oh, yet. you know what? Step three, writing a song. You need somewhere to record it? Go to Cosmic Soup Recording. Oh, my oh. God. Oh, 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 my God. Peace. Love you guys. Mic drop, mic drop softly. Mic drop. Hey, do you mind? Uh, ass out of my face. Hold on a minute. Oh, no problem, dude. You mind getting the <laughs> fuck out of here? Thanks. We got some shit to talk about. Peace. Peace. I'll be back for nerdy news. <laughs> better ask, uh, you better ask fucking, uh, Cash. <laughs> he ain't coming back. I just had him on nerdy news, and let me tell you what. Worst fucking mistake of my life. <laughs> <laughs> the guy didn't know shit. Uh, well, we definitely miss Cash. He is out. Uh, He's enjoying a honeymoon Honeymoon with his wife And we miss him Definitely He is the man We love him I was telling you Just the other day It feels like I'm on the honeymoon also Because he posts so much shit On Facebook Oh yeah I know what he's doing 24-7 You're on the thing You're on the thing with him You know Yeah Just makes me feel like that Anyways Pro wrestling last night Wrestlemania Oh wait what WrestleMania Day One 38 Night One Day One Whatever day Started one. off with the Day One-ish, right? The SmackDown Tag yeah, they Champions did. on the line That was yeah. pretty good Did you see what happened to Rick Boogs? 
Is it? I I thought I, I can never tell what his last name Boogs? is. Boogs. Yeah, Boog. I think it's Boogs. I don't know what it is. I, I always call him Moogs because he's got this big old fucking. Let's call him Rick. Rick. <laughs> <laughs> Name's Rick. Yeah, he was like piling the Usos on top of him. And his knee gave out. His knee gave out. So looking. That was sad. He had to be carried to the back. Yeah, no, it didn't look good. That's his WrestleMania moment. Uh, dude, that was <laughs> not a mania moment you want. So I will say this. But I, Usos are ten. That was a really, really, really good WrestleMania. I mean, and that was just nice night one. Like, it was so fucking good, dude. It, it's no, it was. It made me feel like a child again watching this main. Yeah. Especially the last match, which we'll get into. But no, it like at the end of it, I was telling my wife, I was like, I feel like I'm probably nine. I'm nine again watching wrestling. I'm just I'm hyped. My heart was beating real fast. Yeah, I, I it was it was amazing. It was an amazing match. I, it, amazing it, matches. It it kinda took me by surprise how good it was. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, and and I knew, obviously, I, I knew I wanted to tune in for a reason. I knew that there was uh, some some names that I wanted to check out. Obviously, Austin being my fucking favorite wrestler since I was a kid. Yeah. And then uh, the the possible rumors of Cody, and you know, it's just. And, and then obviously Roman Brock too. Like I want to. I've, I've been tonight. digging Brock's new character and Roman's new character. So I, I'm actually really excited to see that tonight. But uh, dude. It, it, it was fucking awesome, man. Like this, just the whole night was just a really, really good night of wrestling. It was really good, dude. Like a really good show. Yeah, no, I agree with you, hundred percent. Yeah, that sucks that uh, Rick suffered that injury. Uh, Hope he gets better soon. Yeah, Usos ended up retaining. Uh, Drew McIntyre versus Happy Corbin. That was uh, okay match. Uh, Drew McIntyre defeated Corbin and then uh, cut the ropes with his sword afterwards. (laughs) I didn't understand completely, but it's kind of it's kind of weird. But you know, whatever. It's probably for the kiddos. Yeah, I mean, it it looks cool. It was a nice little moment. Uh, The Mysterios, uh, Dominic dressed as Cody's tattoo (laughs) uh, versus the Miz and Logan Paul. It was a shout out to Eddie from his old American flag gear. Oh really? Yeah, I saw I saw a thing on the gram. You know more than him, me. And I had them side by side. You know more than me, brother. Uh, but no, yeah, that was a good match. Uh, the was it Jake Paul, Paul Paul, Logan Paul, Logan Paul. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the Miz and Logan Paul defeated the Mysterios, which was interesting. And then uh, Miz fucking turned his back on Logan. Hit him with the skull. I wasn't surprised about that whatsoever. Did you see the meme going around where he's got a big old smile on his face? Where no. he's getting a skull crushing finale. Actually. Um, no, I mean, I as much as I don't like the Logan Paul guy, he looked really comfortable in that ring. Oh my God, yes. I'm going to sneeze. He looked, he did, like, bless you. You only get one. I don't know if I've ever sneezed on the pod before. Um, just really happy to be taking a skull crushing finale. <laughs> <laughs> He's got a big old smile on his face. God, idiot. Uh, uh, the, but no, he did look. He looked comfortable. He looked good. Right. I don't want to see him in the ring ever again. Really? I thought he did good. I just don't care for the guy. The frog splash was pretty good. He got some air. He got some hang time. 
disrespect. He's been practicing that. Yeah, it was disrespectful, huh? Because they were working his heels, right? Yeah, of um, course. Because Rey Mysterio is a fucking bad guy, a big heel. <laughs> no, no, just good Rey Mysterio good. turning heel, just being a fucking ruthless prick. <laughs> I couldn't even see it. I, I couldn't. Oh, it's funny to think about. The next match was the Raw Women's Championship match with uh, Becky Lynch and Bianca Belair, which was fucking really dope. That was like one of the best matches of the oh, night. Too. Uh, agreed. That that they those two ladies put on one hell of a match. Yep. Uh, CBS even graded it an A plus match, and I don't disagree. Like those two ladies put on a, a fine that, uh, performance. That man slam on the fucking stairs, bro. Oh. That looked like it hurt. Ouch. Ouch. Uh, uh, Bianca Belair defeated uh, Becky Lynch with pinfall to win the title. We all seen coming. It was her redemption. She got her she WrestleMania got moment again. Last what? Last time they met in the ring, she got, what was it, like 25 seconds? Mm-hmm. She got hit with a man slam and a one, two, three. Yeah, was that was kind of epic, huh? It was. So a it, was lot a, of pe- it had a lot of people talking. It was a nice redemption. Uh, but, but no. She won. Everyone's happy, right? Except for Becky. <laughs> hey, she got a nice haircut out of the deal. Uh, Seth Rollins versus Cody Rhodes. Now, Seth Rollins had a mystery opponent. Everybody kind of uh, knew that it was Cody. I like how Cody said in the post-match interview that it was the worst-kept secret in wrestling when that was CM Punk's kind of <laughs> thing. <laughs> so, I forgot to mention during the Usos, Jay Uso hits. Uh, oh yeah, he hits him with he he a little hits, foreshadowing. He, he does. He hits him with a twenty-four carat slap, and then goes. Shh. I'm like, oh shit! And like at that moment, I instantly knew. I was like, Cody is that is that surprise guy? Yeah. Like I called it immediately. He it said chat. something too about like dashing. Like people kept saying like dashing and like because that was his gimmick at one point too. Dashing right? Cody Rhodes. Dashing Cody Rhodes. Yeah. He had the mustache. <laughs> Uh, uh, but no, yeah, he's back. He's back in the WWE. That was a massive surprise, in my oh. opinion, dude. Like, uh, it, maybe not even like a surprise, rather than a shock, because I just fucking it, it. It really shocked me, and like I got goosebumps, and I was really happy because the way they played it, and WWE does this so well uh, with the production and everything. They're so good at this, and Cody's big entrance that he had, and. Uh, Rollins, you know, anticipating, come on, what are you waiting for? Come on, you know, and then all of a sudden the lights go out and the, the pyro hits and then and then you hear wrestling has more than one royal family. I think that's how it goes, if I fuck up, whatever. Uh, <laughs> and then fucking once you heard that, you're like, no way. And, yeah. And it's his music that he's using, that he's been using for a while now. It's not the old Cody Rhodes WWE music, which everyone was very happy about. Like, dude, that arena erupted, and then all of a sudden, the big graphic on the on the stage is the American Nightmare. (laughs) The neck tattoo. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I just think that it's so cool that he was able to bring that over. Like, he's he's the American Nightmare, Cody Rhodes, and he seems like the same Cody Rhodes as he was, you know, in AEW. And he he, uh, well, at at least style wise, I think he's got a different kind of passion burning inside of him now. Because he wants to win the big one, as he says in the post-match interview. So, but he, it seems like he came in as a uh, a mid-card opponent. <sighs> Not really, though, because Rollins is like former champion. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, he is. But 
where is he in, like anywhere near the title? He's it's not. It, He's well, recently dude, off the tag team titles. Well, I mean, what are they going to do? Bring Cody in and fucking interrupt the match between Brock and Roman? Actually, now that I think about it, that'd be super <laughs> fucking dope. <laughs> that'd be Come a on. massive pop, dude. And then the Stone Cold thing would probably, I don't know, that thing went over fucking like Rover, man. That was so good. We'll get into that soon. But, dude, this fucking match between Rollins and Rhodes was just so good. It was a really good. It was a banger for sure. It was a really good Ring of Honor match because both of those guys spent time in Ring of Honor and they just have that like polished indie style because they use some of these like really creative moves that you learn you know outside of WWE and then you're polished because of WWE so it makes it look really really fucking dope man like those guys had a banger of a match I really thought it was excellent did did you hear Rollins with the welcome back to the big leagues bitch and then fucking boom hit him with that forearm that shit was loud Um, yeah I do know it was a great fucking match Cody as Rhodes. soon as it came back, I hopped out of my off the couch. I was like, "Woo!" Cody hit Seth with uh, the bionic elbow and three um, uh, uh, crossroads, and he defeated Seth Rollins. Yep. At WrestleMania, dude, that was a big, big, big deal, dude. It seems like Vince is putting uh, putting his faith into Cody. I think, you know, as he should. Oh, definitely. Like, look at look at what Cody helped do. With AEW. Yeah. Like, that's just because he left and went to fucking back to WWE for God knows what reason. I think... I, no, you know what? That, that I'm going to answer that question with what I think is why. I think he's showing the world that the door is opening both ways. That, yes, WWE wrestlers go to AEW, but AEW wrestlers can also go to WWE. Right. That and I think uh, one of the I, I really agree with that and I think one of the reasons why Vince is putting him on this uh, I think uh, I think he's gonna be giving him some momentum giving Cody a little bit of a push obviously because of the fucking entrance like you've seen that like that's a big deal you know yeah uh, because Cody did what as Jr says uh, you know if you get released from WWE you go out to the Indies you build your stock you up your worth and then you come back. Mm-hmm. You know, and fucking, and then you're a, you know, you're a star. So like, <laughs> I think Cody's going to actually prove that. He's going to, I think he's going to uh, get to the big one, as he said in that post-match interview. So he wants to wrestle for what Roman and Brock are wrestling for. Question, What? how long do you think it will take AEW to make fun of Cody Rhodes going back to Mania? Uh... Wednesday. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Moving forward, uh, you got Ronda Rousey and Charlotte Flair for the SmackDown Women's Championship. They had a pretty good match, actually. I like to see. uh, I I liked seeing Ronda uh, do some good work. She actually did really good work. I thought it was. Oh no! I thought it was for sure. She did. She did. She was doing great. She had good offense. She was doing good. So. Uh, Charlotte Flair ended up defeating Ronda Rousey with the uh, pinfall to retain the title. Kind of a sketchy finish, but Charlotte's a heel, so it, it she got away. She got away with it. I, well, I I was a little confused, like because what happened was she was setting up for the figure eight, and then she got shoved. 
but why did she have to spear the ref? <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> like, what did that guy do to There's you? There's so much momentum that she just had to spear the ref. Yeah, she just had to, which ended up in her favor because then Ronda put her in, like, what, the arm bar or whatever, or ankle lock and tapped out, yeah. and then there was no ref. Yeah. So. Yeah, kind of a sketchy finish because uh, Charlotte used her heel tactics and uh, she retained the title. I think that storyline will further. Her, her, da- her father is not the dirtiest player in the game it's for a Char- reason. Yeah, exactly. It's almost Charlotte nowadays. Oh, for uh, sure. 13-time champ in that short of a career. Oh. I think it took Flair how long to become 16-time champ, and she's already 13-time champ. That's different. That's different times, my friend. But Charlotte's a part of the women's revolution, so that's just as big as the. Oh, absolutely. I think that absolutely. right there is like just as big as like the '80s wrestling when, you know, it really became popular. You know, I think okay. I think it's a really big deal. Uh, so moving on to the main event, which you know, everyone's been speculating for a while now that Steve Austin was going to have a match against Kevin Owens at WrestleMania, and it kind of. Uh, let you know that yeah I think we're going to get a match at Wrestlemania when they book this as the main event Yeah, and a lot of people didn't think that it was going to go this way I had a good feeling it was going to go this way because why would you main event just the KO show you know for Stone Cold to come out and do stunners just just to end Wrestlemania that way even though they're in Dallas I don't know as soon as I heard that Stone Cold Steve Austin was appearing at Wrestlemania at the the last match, the fucking main spot. I knew there was going to be a match. Yeah. Because, one, in his little promo, he said he was going to whoop some ass. Yep. When Steve Austin said he's going to whoop some ass, that guy's going to whoop some ass. That's right. So, and then as soon as he came in, <laughs> oh, that intro, his fucking, still to this day, gets me. His, his fucking music. So... So it starts out with Kevin Owens going down with his and and, and uh, he's sitting there in his ring gear, which uh, I kind of seen noticed off the bat. Uh, he's sitting there in these two chairs, and there's only like two KO show signs out, and there's no like special mat or anything like they do, like the rugs or whatever that they yeah. do. It looks like there's about to be a match in that <laughs> ring. You know what I mean? And everything, boy, was there. Everything was pointing to a badass exactly. match. Exactly. And so Kevin comes out. Uh, just does a really good job insulting Steve in, in Texas, and he's just so fucking good at it, dude. Uh, calling him a beautiful Fre- calling himself a beautiful French Canadian bastard, and it's just so it's just so good. And then, you know, after a while, uh, Kevin just antagonizing everybody. Fucking the glass breaks, man. You hear the glass shatter. <laughs> and. Uh, and out comes Steve, and he, he takes a few steps, and he's soaking in the moment, and he turns around, and he goes back, and then Kevin's just kind of like, what, is he fucking leaving already? Nope. He's coming out with the quad, dude. <laughs> he's coming out with the fucking quad. Dude, who, was it you that called it on the wrestling feed? Like if he doesn't come, if he, Stone Cold doesn't come out on his quad. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, yep. and he did. Well, like, when he first came out, I knew he was going to have a match. I just knew it when I noticed the knee braces. The I'm knee like, braces. He's not going to come out here just in knee braces. This motherfucker's going to have a match. Mm-hmm. And it was just so fucking awesome the way they did it. Uh, Steve comes down and uh, celebrates and throws the signs around. And... Uh, when they're sitting there talking, you know, they, they build it up and build it up. And Kevin tells him that he's lying to Steve and says, 
I actually brought you out here because I want to fight. And uh, Steve kind of like sat there in silence for a sec, just like taking it in. And Kevin's like, you don't got anything to say? And Steve fired back, you know, with just the most perfect segue into a match. I can't, I can't uh, word what he said verbatim, but it was just like, if you want to see Steve Austin have one last match here. Well, because his last, his last match 19 years ago was in Dallas. His first match was oh, in Dallas. His first match, so he wants yeah. his last match to be in Dallas. Yeah. So if you want to see Steve Austin whoop some ass, give me a hell yeah. If, if you want me to, uh, what did he call him? He's like, if you want me to whoop the dog shit out of this son of a bitch or something like that. Or this, if you want me to whoop the dog piss out of this uh, or something of this. Uh, God, what did We're he say? We're butchering the so fuck good. out of this. I know. Oh man, anyways, you look that up. I'm gonna get this match started because it was fucking beautiful. Um, he looked fucking good after 19 years of not being in a ring, taking fucking suplexes on the outside on the fucking concrete, bro. Yeah, uh, multiple suplexes, dude, on the concrete, on the stage, and. Uh, it was just, it was a Steve Austin classic, dude. It really was. Like, it was a really good fucking match. KO went through a table. Oh, he called him a pile of shit. That's what it was. <laughs> he called him a pile of shit. He's a pile of shit. Yeah, dude. Kevin Owens fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> Big time, dude. Oh, my God. He fucked up so bad. So, it ends with uh, KO hits Steve Austin with a stunner. You think it's done? It's not. It's not. Because Steve's been pounding Steve Weisers throughout the whole fucking match. So I'm glad you brought that he, up. He's got superpowers at this point, and he kicks out of a stunner. He fucking drank like eight or nine tall boys Dude, before the match even and ended. These guys went all over the arena. They went out to the crowd. They went up to the stage. They jumped on the four wheeler. Kevin tried to escape on the four wheeler, and Steve beat the shit out of him. And jumped on the four wheeler and started it, and they took off driving like, up the ramp. I said, he, I told my wife, he probably shouldn't be drinking. He already had like eight Steve Weisers. Yeah. And goddamn, Steve hit him with the stunner, and it was it, man. It was a perfect match. Like, honestly, it was fucking perfect. And it was a great way to, uh, to celebrate Steve's career and giving him one last match in the main event of WrestleMania. Uh, you know, it's a good retirement match, dude. Like they owe that to Steve Austin. Steve Austin changed the business, man. And and then it was funny because after all said and done, Steve gets the win, drinking his drinking his uh, IPAs up there. He invites uh, Saxon up, and <laughs> as soon as I saw Saxon get in that ring and Steve hand that guy a beer, the inner child in me was like, "Don't drink it. You're gonna <laughs> get it." Sure shit enough. Oh, man. One swig into a stunner. Yeah, Byron Saxton got the last stunner of the night. Corey Graves is so happy. He I don't was. know why people hate on Corey Graves' commentary. I think it's awesome. I, he His commentary is really, really good. I like it. I he, like it. He, for, you know, being the color commentator, he's he does a really good job at it. 
man, just an awesome match and just a good good retirement match for Stone Cold Steve Austin, dude. That was fucking awesome, dude. It was. Damn, uh, it was. Great, great, great Mania night one. And Rody and I will be watching night two. Uh, Geo's been super busy this weekend. He hasn't really gotten a chance to get to it. Obviously, Cash is on his honeymoon. But uh, we actually wanted to to get some some sort of uh, – something out for you guys about wrestlemania because it's a very important week you know uh especially uh with like the super card the ring of honor super we didn't card. talk Samo- about that samoa joe appearing. samoa joe is aew uh, to- official and tony storm appearing on dynamite like yes is here baby what's up like we've got we've got some really really good wrestling fucking ahead of us ftr is fucking roh tag champs now yeah this is and and brian cage returned at with roh fucking totally Blanchard yeah, as with Tolly as his manager, so oh. that's where Tolly went, which yeah. is fine. You yeah, know, Cage good. could use him. So there's just so many exciting things happening in wrestling. You know what I mean? And uh, fucking your boy Moxley retained. Yeah, Moxley. He's uh he's a bad motherfucker, dude. Dude, let me tell you, it's awesome. Uh, tomorrow, Rody and I will uh, give you guys a little bit more coverage on night WrestleMania two. Night Two, and uh, we hope you all have a great evening. Uh, that's it for the wrestling. Uh, well, not quite it, but this—that's it for part one of the wrestling portion. Yeah, for of sure. Because it's a two-parter. Because it's that—it's WrestleMania weekend, baby. How are you gonna watch on tour? Uh, says Vic in the comments. Uh, I always watch one way or another. I figured out. I have a I have a cell phone. <laughs> Technology, buddy. All right. Well, uh, so long, Facebook feed. We love you guys. Uh, Make sure you tune in to the full show on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcast. And, yeah, that's it for this part of the show. Moving um, on. Yeah. All right. I get the drip. I get the drip. Hey, is it hurt when you pee? Feels like you're fucking a treat. You probably got it from me. Better go get you some cream. If you've been sticking your dick where it don't belong, go out and get Cosmic Soup's Clam Chowder Penis Cream. Guaranteed to cure any itchy irritation or evil burning discharge. This product has an outstanding 1.5 stars on Amazon and arrives at your house in a bright colored penis shaped package. Worsening chronic uncontrollable itching has been reported. Welcome, everybody, back to the Geo and Meatbag Show, part de of Through the Table. Part deuce, baby. Yes, because we are recapping WrestleMania night number two. It was a pretty fucking good night. There's just a lot of different things going on, just like there was in night one. I felt like night one was probably a bit more hype than night two. We'll definitely get into the details of that because night one just was like, I mean, dude, it had Austin on it. You know, yeah. You know what I mean, like, it's really hard to top Austin's retirement match in the main event. You know what I mean? Yeah. At WrestleMania. It doesn't matter what pay per view, what company, what night of WrestleMania, what year of WrestleMania. No, it does uh, not a matter. fucking that, Stone Cold Steve was... Austin match in 2022. Like, fuck off, yeah. dude. Like, fuck all the yeah. way off. Like, come on. And and the way like. It, it was definitely like the so long, you know what I mean? Like the, the final, the final uh, thing that he did for his career. It was a best sign off. Yep. Best way to sign off. Uh, and it was just sold out main event. 
uh, WrestleMania, and God, it was just that was just such a fucking really cool night. So night two just had a lot to kind of live up to. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? for sure. So on night two, we kicked off the night with uh, Triple H, Sir Hunter Hearst Helmsley, uh, coming down to uh, cut a, cut a promo and uh, basically show his love for the WWE universe. And he left his boots in the ring, which is uh, the classic. Uh, you know, we've yeah. seen that done with uh, many wrestlers before, and uh, as Hunter. Uh, broke the news on ESPN. Uh, I think it was about last week. He, you know, had a nice little. I guess it wouldn't be a promo. It was just kind of a speech, you know, because what's he promoting? You know, yeah, it's definitely he's just kind a of speech. like saying farewell. You know, it's like a farewell speech. So, uh, I got a little choked up, Famer, uh, because Triple H was one of my favorites. You know, like growing up, he's not in my like top favorites of all time, but he was definitely like. Dude, I was so stoked when the game came back and, like, when he got that huge pop when he came back from his knee injury. Um, I just, I was sold. I was like, this is a bad motherfucker, especially with the Motorhead music, you know, backing him up. Like, I was just always a big fan of the game, whether he was heel or face. He's he's always been, uh, he's always played it well. Um, you know, so, yeah, it's I, it, I, it was emotional I, for me. I gotta say this, dude. Uh, Triple H probably had me more emotionally invested into, well, just as emotionally invested into uh, the show back in the day as like Stone Cold did. Right. But it was kind of the opposite feeling that Stone Cold gave me because Stone Cold gave me, uh, you know, like, fuck yeah, let's fuck shit up you know and then right. Hunter came in and I was like somebody beat his fucking ass yeah because he was so good at his job dude he made myself amongst millions and millions of others like feel that way and yeah it just he does he did such a good job and just such, such a great career uh multi world champion dude just you know kick ass and and honestly uh one of the things I I will remember him for is the version of NXT before it became NXT 2.0. Uh, fuck the rating wars and all that shit. NXT was rad. It was just so cool. Like when you had Undisputed Era and just I can I can keep going on. Like that version of NXT was so awesome, dude. Just some of the best professional wrestling right on the planet. So, props to Hunter. Definitely wanted to talk about him for a sec because he was such a uh, pillar in not just like our lives but in the wrestling community you know right uh first first match to kick it off was rk bro versus the street profits versus alpha academy you had the uh six-man tag match it was it was pretty wild that was uh, a good RKO. fucking match yeah definitely dude uh you just seen like the the chemistry between matt riddle and and Orton. Randy Orton. Yeah, it was <clears throat> it was just so it was cool. I mean, so cool. I can kind of tell that in the future Orton's going to turn on him cuz that's kind of what Orton of course. does. That's what he does. But uh, you know, like for the time being, it's a great tag and uh it's a great team, I mean. And um yeah, the chemistry. Not only was the chemistry awesome, but it was crazy to see Orton like 
at his status just going ape shit in this like three-way tag match like you know like he he got bumped up and bruised up and fucking like he got a little cut on his eyebrow and 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 he was still fucking like just you know performing like like he was uh the age of everyone else in the ring so it was cool to see man he is a bit of the vet he's uh yeah a bit older and and the vet in that uh scenario there uh you you've seen uh matt riddle and randy orton hit them with uh uh the double rko and you got the the pin for the win and then you've seen Ever street profits came to the ring with uh some celebratory drink and uh chad gable got pissed off and smacked the drink out of the hands when they invited gabe steveson up to have a drink with them, and so you've seen Gabe Steves, Gabe Stevenson do the belly to belly on Chad Gable. Uh, they're definitely planting the seed of uh, Gabe Stevenson becoming a WWE superstar, which you know time will tell. Yeah, yeah, time we'll see. Time will tell. Moving forward, Bobby Lashley defeated Omos. Omos is just the biggest motherfucker I've ever seen in my life. It's cool uh, to see so, that so huge. that they're they're uh, working him too. Like he's he's green, like you know the great Kali was and and shit like that. And Jade Cargill, from AEW, like um, just kind of green, but they're so big and attractive, like looking like they're an attraction. So yes, exactly. you know you got you got to get him out there, like you know like and hit. And him being paired up with AJ for the last, I think it was like a year he was with AJ. Uh, he oh, probably dude. learned a lot. From they probably AJ, rode you know, together so. and he probably showed him the road and, and yeah. He yeah. was like, I'm going to teach yeah, so. you how to do this business. Yep. So Olaf's definitely future superstar. Actually, a superstar as of right now. Uh, he just was at WrestleMania in a match against Bobby Lashley. I don't know what else screams uh, WWE, WWE superstar. Than that right <laughs> louder than that yeah so uh, moving moving forward you had Sami Zayn versus Johnny Knoxville and Johnny Knoxville and anything goes match this match was fun this was a really fun match I everybody says Pat McAfee stole the show I think this match stole the show like I had so much goddamn fun but I'm a huge jackass fan so like yeah. When they brought out, I mean, the, you've seen the, the new Jackass movie in theaters more than once. Yeah, now, right? twice. Yeah, yeah. And, and I've watched yeah, it at exactly. home like three or four times now too because it's just so fucking <laughs> exactly funny. Exactly my point. <laughs> but so like the the match itself, I was popping, dude, because like I w- it's kind of something I wish we would all like, but would have been watching together because yes, like the mouse traps and everything were just popping me so hard, and the big giant fucking hand, and then Wee Man comes out and does the. And world's Bonnie smallest slam just, oh that was so great he straight up fucking scoop slammed uh uh Sami Zayn, dude. yeah world's uh, smallest was, slam dude and then um yeah, fucking yeah and then party boy yeah pontius made his de- uh, debut fucking dude it was awesome like so great like and you know what they busted out the end the match they busted out the giant mouse trap and uh sammy Zayn got uh trapped and yeah by it's very Maxwell fun and it and like i'm like what better way to do some like indie carny bullshit than with the actual jackass guys like that is like it's, how to do it it's 
it was perfect, dude. Like this WrestleMania just had such a good touch on it, dude. That was, it is, it has reignited my love for the WWE. Uh, to say, uh, to say that nonetheless, man. Uh, just a just a fucking really fun match. I really enjoyed that match. As I said, Johnny Knoxville hit Sami Zayn with the pin as Sami Zayn was trapped in the gigantic mouse trap. <laughs> yeah. Uh, women's Tag Team Championship match. You had Carmella and Queen Zelina versus Sasha Banks and Naomi versus Liv. Uh, Liv for brutality? Is that the name of her? And I guess that's the name of her and Rhea's uh, tag team. Yeah. And uh, vers- versus Natalia and Shayna Baszler, Sasha Banks and Naomi uh, came up with win. Uh, Sasha just such a great worker. So is Naomi. Uh, following that match, AJ Styles versus Edge, uh, what some would call a dream match. And yeah. And that, that it was. It was just a really, really good match. And I like Heel Edge. Heel Edge is cool. Yeah. Heel Edge, Edge works so much better as a heel. I, I don't care yeah. who says what to me. Edge is a heel through and through. Like, he just gets it. And he's been so good at it, like, for years. Like he's a yeah, cool. F- he is obviously he had to come back and be babyface because it was the comeback. But after his return, yeah, yeah, after a while, it was it was like he was bound to fucking go heel because he is a natural heel and I love it. Edge needs to be heel. But yeah, yeah dude, uh, fucking uh, uh, just I for- love his entrance right now too, and uh, fucking looks like he's aligning himself with Damian Priest, which is really cool. So the um, match itself, um, it was great. It was a phenomenal match, pun intended. But it was like way too reminiscent of the Cody and fucking Seth Rollins match, where they just were hitting each other with everything and then kicking out and yeah. hitting each other with everything and kicking out. And like those kind of like classic barn burners like new japan style matches and shit yes. like that and indie matches well like put. really good indie matches like that there was one on each show so it was kind of like we saw this already last night you know like no offense to edge or aj the match was great and it was unique in its own way but just overall was like kind of hearing the, the same song so the style you're saying the style of that match uh it's kind of like a copy-paste of what we've seen with Rollins and Rhodes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the, the overall, just with, like, they're gassed out, they're giving each other everything, they're kicking out, false finish, false finish, false finish. That was, like, to me, it was like we saw this last night. You know, like, they could have went a different route with other than, you know, than false finishes. I don't think they had as many as Cody and Seth, but still, just having as many as they did was what made me be like, all right, we saw this it's, last It's night. almost like when a band plays two of their uh, kind of like, I don't want to say simple songs, but let's let's say like two of their well-known kind of big hit songs that have like a lot of cool parts to it. Uh, it's like a band plays those two songs in a row on stage as opposed to like putting something a little bit different yeah. in between two songs that kind of sound the same. Does that make right. sense? Yeah. Gotcha. Or like, gotcha. or like, if you go and see a cover band, and they cover the same band, like back to back, it's like, mm-hmm. 
you know <laughs> like yeah i've no, seen i get it i've seen somebody do that recently and it was like oh the interrupters again like you're just gonna just keep playing the interrupters all right <laughs> but yeah, why not play rancid <laughs> yeah they sound like the interrupters. Well, that's all uh, it was. It was rancid than interrupters and rancid than interrupters. <laughs> like, is there any more? Do you guys know anything else? We got enough of left alone or something. <laughs> yeah, shit, man. Uh, Styles uh, beat Edge with the uh, with the Styles Clash, so that was interesting. Uh, next up, you had the New Day getting defeated by Sheamus and Ridge Holland, uh, being accompanied by Butch. So, how long has New Day been wearing singlets? Because they uh, look cool as fuck. I think, they're, I think they're doing that for Kofi. I mean, for uh, Big for, E. Since for he's E, out. since and, he's, yeah, yeah. He had a broken and freaking he does, neck. Yeah, and he does the same. Which they played, they did the replay at WrestleMania of when he broke his yeah. neck. Dude, I'm like, you guys are crazy with these replays. They did this shit with fucking in AEW, too. It's like, that guy probably is about, de- like, with Ray Phoenix. When he fucked his arm up, dude. Yeah. They replayed that shit. <laughs> like you guys are crazy. Uh, yeah. So that was uh, that was a, a whatever match. It wasn't really anything that kind of struck my attention. Uh, but the next match definitely did. Pat McAfee versus Austin Theory. And uh, dude, Pat McAfee, his entrance was so cool. He had the he had the cheerleaders, and it was just a really fun entrance. Uh, he ended up defeating. He Austin came out to Theory. the White Stripes, dude. Yeah, and he's yeah, and Seven uh, Nation the Army was the. Yeah, the music was Seven Nation Army. So, uh, Pat McAfee ended up beating Austin Theory. He pinned him right, and then, and then another match started. Because who, who comes down? Who's actually already down there, and takes off their jacket and is ready for a match. No, no, other than Vince McMahon. Dude. Vincent Vince McMahon Kennedy fucking... McMahon. Dude, he's, he's ready for a match. He's got his wife beater on. He's all jacked. He's flexing. Yeah. And he's ready for a match. He says, ring that he ends damn up defeating bell. Pa- and he ends up defeating Pat McAfee, dude. He takes the football while Pat McAfee's on all fours and he punts it with his foot with his foot right into Matt's fucking stomach dude right in the ribs right into Pat's ribs and then fucking Vince pins yeah so Vince McMahon won a match at Wrestlemania in 2022 as kind of as they're just kind of fucking you know fucking off and treating Pat like shit you hear that Pat uh, to Geo and Meatbag show glass shatter yeah, exactly. And and it wasn't Gio and I that came running down to save Pat McAfee. Not this it's time. actually Stone Cold Steve Austin. Not this time. And uh, Steve comes down and he opens up a couple beers and also opens up a can of whoop-ass. Whoop-ass. Bam, bam, bam. Vince, Vince forgot how to take a stunner, but we'll let that slide. Yeah, dude. He gave us a really good show this week. He got kicked in the gut and went straight down. It was like, Vince, what the hell are you doing? So, did you notice him turn his head when they played Austin Theory's music? He thought somebody was coming out. No. So, after once they beat the shit out of Pat, or once Vince pinned Pat, they beat the shit out of him a little bit after Vince told him to cut the music. And then they played Austin Theory's music. 
And then when they played Austin Theory's music, like Vince kind of sold it on his face that somebody was coming out. And I was like, oh, Austin's coming out. Like that told me right there. I was oh. like, he's expecting somebody. Yeah. Austin's coming out. And then after a little bit, Austin comes out, saves the day, gives everybody a stunner. Uh, even chugs a couple beers with uh, Pat so, McAfee. So, real quick, hits did, him you, with a stunner. did you notice when he was uh, doing the beer chug with uh, Vince? Um, uh -huh. You know how, like, when Austin does it, like, he takes a drink, you take a drink, and then as soon as you start drinking, you get the stunner? Yeah. I, I think he was ribbing Vince because Vince knew, like, okay, I'm going to start drinking coming. this, and he's going to stun me. But Stone Cold stood there and made him chug it for a minute, dude, until he hit him with the stunner. So I think uh, Stone Cold was fucking ribbing him, like, dude, I'm going to make him chug a beer right here on WrestleMania. Like, almost the whole thing, you know? Where Vince like probably wasn't expecting to drink too. that much, yeah. I like how he's like... So he's like... Sitting there like and Steve's like, you like that? Is that a good beer? Come on, Austin, <laughs> god damn it! <laughs> <laughs> It was fantastic, dude. It was nice to see Austin two nights in a row. Uh, that was fucking awesome, dude. Moving forward to, I believe, was the main event you had. No, there was uh, the women's match. Charlotte Flair. Or no, no, no. That was no, my that one. was last night. My bad. Yes, yes. Uh, so the main event you had a winner takes all title unification match: Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns, accompanied by. Special counsel Paul Heyman and the rest of the bloodline, the Usos, yeah, the who Usos. retained their titles on night one. Uh, interesting match. Uh, it was it was nice and built up really hype and everything was really good, but it seems to have ended a little short. Uh, Roman was selling that arm or the shoulder big time. And uh, to me, it seemed like they ended the match kind of shortly. They hit the spear and went home, Roman uh, with the win. He now is Universal and WWE Champion. Uh, it was very interesting, dude. I, I really think Roman got hurt because we've seen some pictures today, Gio and I did, and it looked like Roman's muscle was just like in his arm, his uh, tricep, yeah. just completely separated. It, it did not look good at all. It looked like it got completely severed. Yeah. You know? Yeah, it was... It was and we could be wrong. We're not doctors. It was gnarly looking. The pictures looking. we looked at looked bad. Yeah. It looked like a muscle got torn and it was balled up in his yeah. fucking arm, dude. It was gross. Uh, one thing I will say is I like how Brock Lesnar stole the mic. After, you know, Paul Heyman always steals the mic when, they're do when yeah. the announcer's doing the introduction. Brock stole the mic from the announcer and he did the Paul Heyman shtick <laughs> yeah. uh, for himself. It yeah. was fucking awesome, dude. Great. I like My, this version of Brock Lesnar. I really oh yeah, do. he's uh, he's out there having fun, and I I read online yeah. that he's uh I seen somewhere that he's actually like involved. He stands in the back and he like he's like giving people advice on their fucking matches, and like he's actually like being one of the boys, which I respect a hell of a lot now because I uh, I didn't think that was the case with him, but um. One right. of my favorite parts of that whole match was when Paul Heyman was having that interaction with Lesnar, and he's like, take me back, please. It was all just part of Roman's <laughs> plan. And he's just, like, just immediately trying to flip-flop back to, like, Lesnar. It's just hey, like... Heyman is awesome, dude. He's yeah. fucking tremendous. He's uh, just like, please, I didn't mean it. Part, 
And fucking during that part, I don't think Brock Lesnar really seen Roman coming, but Roman speared him through that barricade. Yeah. Because you see Brock kind of react to it at last second, like, oh shit, someone's chasing me. That might have been where Roman fucked up his arm. Maybe, dude. So who knows? But yeah, Roman won. Uh, We've seen him come out on Raw tonight. He cut a little promo. I don't know exactly what he said because I was a little bit busy during that part of Raw. I did watch Cody Rhodes come out and cut a promo. Uh, it was really good, very heartfelt. His main priority is gunning for that WWE Championship. Uh, he wants to win the big one. He wants to do it for the, himself and the Rhodes family. Uh, yeah, man. Uh, it's, I'm still it's conflicted really exciting about to see all Cody. that. Yeah, of course, man. And, and a lot of people are, too, dude. I'm not like what, I'm not upset. I don't, I don't dislike it or anything, but I'm just so confused and off-put. Like, cause you know he was one of the main people that was like, you know, f- waving the flag of fuck WWE for the longest time, and like, yeah. in the indies, fucking with them, and then built AEW, and then fucking, I don't know what's going on, man. And I'm, like I Isn't said that- in the chat, if this doesn't lead to a full-blown fucking kicking down of the, you know, forbidden door, quote-unquote, then I don't That's know what the, the fuck to... to re- I mean, yeah. he maybe he got the money shakes, or, yeah, he just didn't like being the whole EVP so, or whatever, and he's just going to come back with some more stock, but I don't know why he would invest that much care and thought and, and effort into saying, fuck this place, and then be right back there. So, he... I, he did, you know, some media since WrestleMania, uh, and I, I listened in on, I tuned into it, and he talked about how, you know, it was nothing personal between him and Tony or AW or anybody in AW that don't listen to a lot of the dirt sheet writers. Everyone's really peaceful, and everybody knew it was Cody's time to kind of move on. He helped this company up to what it was. And now it was time for him to go and do something for himself. That's what he says. It was time for him to go and just, you know, win the big one for himself, you know. And obviously, he he said that one thing he wanted to do, and it was in his promo tonight on Raw. There's a picture of him on the tight of Dusty on the Titan Tron. It was when Dusty won the championship, but didn't actually uh, get declared the winner because it was via countout. And it's an infamous picture of Dusty holding the title, and it used to sit on his parents' nightstand all the time. And then Cody said he was about eight years old, and he asked his dad, he's like, uh, did you win the t- title like Hulk Hogan did? And he's like, like Hulk Hogan has. And he said, yeah, but, you know, since it was a count out, I didn't get declared the winner. And Cody said since then, he's wanted to bring that title home to his father himself. And he hasn't been able, he can't do it now, obviously, because his dad's not there, but he still wants to do this for himself and then for the Rhodes family. It was really cool, like, the way he tied it in, you know, and, We'll see, man. It, it, it's it's uh, it's very interesting, and it, and it definitely got me wanting to turn into tune into Raw, which is weird. I haven't watched Raw in fucking three, four years. Yeah, at least maybe not that long, but it's been a while since I sat down. It's like, all right, I'm gonna watch Monday Night Raw. And he opened the fucking show tonight. Super rad. That sounds like a but very yeah, emotional and elaborate backpedal. <laughs> <laughs> But right. yeah, I no, I it's get like, it. Now I, I gotta get find it. an excuse for. Now I gotta find an excuse to like, uh, to to not seem like I'm such a piece of shit 
Oh, yeah. should I talk? No. He said one of the first people that came into his trailer to talk to him was Hunter. And he was like, here's a, you know, he's like, and he said, Hunter's one of my absolute favorite wrestlers in the world. He's like, I love Triple H. So yeah. there's this like love hate thing, I think, between him and Hunter. It's kind of crazy. But he said one of the people that came out to the bus to talk to him because he was very secretive and that WWE made it very secretive, you know, like right. he had to wear different clothes and hide in a bus until whatever. Until it was uh, time for him to go to the Cody Vader. Right. And, uh, yeah, it, it, and uh, I guess Hunter was one of the people that got on the bus and chatted with him, so whatever. He said he talks about being sorry for, like, being bitter and stuff like that, you know. Yeah, I it's, get it. It's interest. It's interesting. It's, he's it's grown. It's very interesting. Yeah, he, exactly. He's grown. He's kind of grown. He's not as, you know. He, he, he's like I'm like the meanest out of all that he says he's the meanest out of all the roads and he's finally starting to like chill out and you know not hold grudges for the rest of his life I guess yeah yeah the well me, the, I mean the his media scrums he did were super cool his dad meant a lot to him and you can tell like wrestling and his oh dad may, means so much to him and, and you can tell and that's Every why time. we all love him so that's right? why I was Every so time. fucking conflicted but you know. Right. Every time he talks about Dusty too, he gets super emotional. You can tell how much he loves his yeah. pops. You know. Yep. Yep. Reminds me of me and my grandma. Absolutely. But yeah. Uh, so cool. bomb hit for the win, dude. I think we got a win out of uh, WrestleMania weekend, dude. Like honestly. Yeah. I'm I'm stoked. I'm stoked to be watching WWE again. You know. I'll tune in next week. I'll probably tune in on SmackDown and see what happens. You know, I might keep. I want to see. I, I want to see what if they unify the title, a what they're gonna call it, and b what it's gonna look like. Cause I hope they bring out like something cool looking, like the AEW title, like just big and gold. Get rid of the huge WWE logo. Yeah, Roman came out on Raw tonight, and like I said, I missed it because I got busy. So maybe he did. Uh, maybe he did debut a new title tonight. No, I'm That'd sure really we would have cool. seen it everywhere. Yeah, would have been posted everywhere. They do need yeah. a new title. That should be cool. I just, I, I, like, I understand, like, what they talk about on Busted Open when they say, like, they, when they congratulate, like, NASCAR winners or Super Bowl winners or NBA championship winners, they give them that WWE belt. And it's like, yeah. and the, you know, everybody's excited because they're like, hell yeah, WWE title, and they get to hold it up, but it's like, it says WWE large and in diamonds like that's advertisement so like yeah I it get looks like it. a giant advertisement I get it, it like you know billboard it's yeah like, it's a fucking belt for a billboard it's a billboard as a belt yeah <laughs> but like that AEW fucking title is beautiful the New Japan title is beautiful just those big fucking right. golden just fucking artistic looking things are, are good yes yep I agree. Well, that's going to pretty much do it for Through the Table. We appreciate everybody listening. We appreciate everybody tuning in every single week. We appreciate you, and I appreciate you. Yeah, you. I appreciate you, Meepag. Yeah. Hey, motherfucker. You looking at me? Look at me, motherfucker. Yeah, you, motherfucker. I appreciate you. I appreciate you, motherfucker. All right, so you know who else I appreciate? I have a great fucking Christmas. (laughs) What? I appreciate our musical guests that we have coming up uh, in the near future here in this episode. I appreciate We Steal Copper. 
I also, oh. yeah, I also appreciate our sponsors here on the podcast, which is first and foremost Cosmic Soup Recording. Bow, bow, bow. That's right, folks. You fucking heard it from Geo Cosmic Soup Recording, just the best recording studio in all the land of Phoenix. Jeremy going on. 15 years of experience i mean how much more experience do you want with somebody recording your albums uh you know helping you put together any type of recording like he's he's a professional he's he went to school for this shit he's got degrees i i can't i can't preach jeremy enough he's you're, he's the best you're fucking absolutely he's the best right in all of phoenix so great and rates if you want the best yes if you want the best and not, we're not just not talking about quality we're talking about rates too yeah. So, well, the best because the mixing and mastering is included in all of the hourly rates. So that's what I'm saying. Just the fucking best. And if you want the best, well, that's what you're gonna get. You need to go on social media, whichever one, you, whatever platform you choose. Yeah, you, you got Twitter, you got, you got Facebook, you got Instagram. There's a few different options these days. But on all of those different options, you're gonna have Cosmic Soup recording. Look up Cosmic Soup A Z on all social media platforms you are going to find jeremy you can reach out to him there or you can shoot him a text message 480-331-SOUP you can give him a phone call shoot him an email mail at cosmicsuperrecording.com mention that you heard this at the geo and meatbag show and he might hook you up a little disky disc you know hell yeah a little disky a little, a little hj yeah hj cruiser yeah so and you, speaking of HJs, yeah. actually, I don't know if that was a terrible segue. Speaking of HJs, <laughs> my boy Chris Flyshocker owes me one of those. <laughs> and Bodacious Prince, ladies and gentlemen. You can hit up Chris oh, yes. and Lola Flyshocker, not for HJs, but for any kind of clothing you need. Clothing, clothing articles, pins, hats. Uh, I was going to say shoes. They don't make shoes. Uh, shirts. <laughs> <laughs> this is great. Hey, we're just trying to switch up the style of promoting our sponsors <coughs> on the podcast. We don't want to give you the same bland ad. We could literally paste uh, a, an ad for this, but no, we're just gonna we're shooting from the hip here, buddy. Yeah, we're shooting from the hip. I like your style there, Meatbag, but All you're absolutely fly. right. But you want to talk about great rates. I will tell you, folks, Bodacious Prince is where you can get some good shit. And I'm not just fucking saying this because these guys are my friends. We are business associates when it comes to dealing with merchandise, and they take care of us. They take care of Meatbag every time he needs merch for one of his 17 bands. They take care of me whenever I need merch for one of my two bands. And, yeah, I mean, I can't, I can't basically praise them enough just go check out and see what they have go to bodacious az um on instagram or you can go to big cart or bodaciousprince.bigcartel.com yes you heard it here folks uh chris and lola are the best there's no minimum requirements no screen setup fees at all chris and lola are the best oh and happy birthday lola and happy birthday. Shout out to yeah, shout out to the sponsor of the podcast. Yeah. Okay. Her and my daughter yeah. share well, the gonna... same birthday. Is that so? Yeah. And, and happy birthday to Marlis too. Yeah, April fourth. So hey, we should start doing that. Let's do some birthday shout outs on the podcast. 
Let's All do right. that. All right. If there's I'm someone's down. birthday, we're on Facebook enough. We'll just see whose birthday it is. See whose birthday people. it is. Yeah. Like, even the people we like hardly know that are that we're friends with on Facebook. That would be hilarious. That just don't like... listen to our podcast at all. There's <laughs> <laughs> this like Yes. Oh god, this yeah. is great. Making plans live on the show. Fuck Fucking yeah. A. Alright. Awesome. Well, ladies and gentlemen, let's get into some motherfucking nerdy news. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Nerdy News with Rody and Geo today. Yeah, not Cash. Not Cash. Cash is on his fucking honeymoon or something. Yeah. Oh. He's in the Bahamas in Fiji. And uh, I am subbing in for Cash today in the Nerdy News department, even though I have no idea what the fuck I'm doing here. You just got to sit there and look pretty, baby boy. I, I got you. I'll be, I'll be Rody today, and I'll just... Say yeah, and <laughs> bam, bam, bam. <laughs> uh, we're gonna swap places. I'm gonna do the talking. Yeah. Uh, okay. Cool. Cool. So, nerdy fucking news this week, episode 121. Uh, I got I got a list of themes. I don't got a lot of themes, but I got a list of themes. Yeah. Let's make it entertaining so, and stretch it out. Oh yeah, you know I got to. My co-host aren't here, and he talks the whole fucking time, so I just have to say some shit today. <coughs> With that being said, uh, Geo, have you ever watched Game of Thrones? Uh, did, you, did you get into that series? No. I don't knock it. I don't hate it. I just have not watched any of it at all. That's that's fair, because I, I didn't watch it either. I watched, like, up to the Red Wedding, which is, like, a brutal fucking murder scene. Like, there's a pregnant woman... Stabbed in the belly, and I was like, "I can't watch this. This Damn. is horrible." Yeah, graphical as fuck. But apparently, it gets better. I don't know. I didn't it's watch graphical, or what? but it, it is now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they're, uh, they're the the spinoff show that they have. Uh, it's called uh, was it House of Dragons? They just came out with a uh, release date. Okay, a, a premiere date. A premiere date. That's what it is. August twenty first. Wow. Okay, so uh, what's is there uh, is there hype behind it? Like, are people excited? Because Game of Thrones is over, right? Yeah, Game of Thrones is over. Uh, what it is is it takes place fucking so many years before the, the Game of Thrones start of that storyline. So it's a precursor. It place, yes, it, it's with the House of Dragons, which is could be cool. I mean, why not? Yeah, um, I might give it a shot. Probably not, because like I said, I don't give a fuck. So, but what, I know there's I'm... a lot of people out there that do okay. care about the Game of Thrones. Tons. Like the follow for that show is like anytime you go to Comic Con, bro. I swear to God, you'll see at least six Jon Snows. Yeah. Like, no, it's, I I know there's a lot of like fandom for Game of Thrones. You know, like it's pretty big. Like. That must mean it's pretty, you know, good because Star Wars, same thing. I checked it out. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I see why people really like this. So, so like, honestly, it is good. It's just it's so like I can't. There's some scenes I just can't deal with. Like yeah. a pregnant woman getting fucking gutted. That was really hard to watch. <laughs> and maybe maybe that's part of what makes the show so good is it's, it's bold and it goes places oh. that most shows don't. Well, you know, yeah, like. <clears throat> 
I mean, I did. I have caught some episodes later on, and they're like good. But like again, I never got into it. Which, whatever. Yeah. So, whatever. question: Do you think this spinoff is going to be uh, kind of like Game of Thrones, where it's pretty, pretty crazy and bold and? Oh, I'm. I'm sure. I'm a hundred percent sure because it's an HBO show. I think it has to be at this point because if it's not, then it's going to be really disappointing. Yeah, no one wants to go fucking after seeing because, I mean, there was a lot of titties in that show, a lot of dick and a lot of titties. Yeah. So I mean, like, if you're gonna go from gutting and blood and titties to fucking to like PG-13, I think a lot of people would be unhappy with that. Yeah. So because. That stuff does make a show, believe it or not. It does because it makes it more realistic. So, some final question about it: Is there was there a clamoring for it? Were people like, "We want more," and that's why they're doing this, or is it just like a marketing thing? Like, we're gonna milk this cash you know, cow. I uh, probably a bit of both. Yeah, someone probably was like, "Ah, oh, man, we need we need more," and the guy was like, "You know what? Let's just come up with a story. Let's get even more fucking richer." Cool. Uh, I lost how to count money, but I still want to count more money. Like, <laughs> Makes <that> sense. Kind... <laughs> yeah, isn't that that's just the fucking world in general, though? Yeah, so. that's that's anything. Um, speaking of anything, fucking Elden Ring, the customization you can make your guy look like anything. In fact, really? you can make him look like Shrek. Yeah, someone made him look like Shrek, and. <laughs> That shit was hysterical looking. <laughs> my wife, my wife made a character that looks like uh, you see in the movie Twenty First Dates, right? Uh, Fifty First Dates, yes. Fifty First Dates, uh, something. Drew Barrymore, something dates. Adam Sandler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you you know that his assistant that like gets thrown up on by the walrus and whatnot. Yeah, Helga, I think her name yeah, was. Yeah, I prefer she sausage made to taco. It. <laughs> She uh she made a character that looks just like her. Oh fuck I yeah, fucking, dude. <laughs> dude! It's it's like spot on. Oh, Olga! The, it's just it's Olga. It's a it's just a good. That's awesome. any game that you could character cu- customization like that crazy on worth. Fuck, dude. Plus, it's just a, it's a good game. Got to give a shout out to fucking Big Nasty Bevan. Ooh, he sent me uh he sent a photo today to the uh, gamer fucking bra feeds that we uh, that you were in. Are you in that? I'm not in that. You're not in that. We talked about having you in that, but then you just shit all over it. I have no so business being in that group chat whatsoever. <laughs> just like I have no business being on this segment of the fucking podcast. No, but you know why not? Yeah, but anyways, <laughs> he sent me a he sent me a picture because he's a trophy hunter. That guy platinums games, which means. There's so many trophies in a game. He gets all of them. Like, it's so not a, easy to do either. Because that game is yeah, not fucking an easy. Over right? a fucking cheever. Yeah. Not at all. But he has 39 of 42 trophies. So, like, he's missing, what, three? Go fuck yourself, wow. Bevan. <laughs> That's amazing, dude. Uh, and... Eight hundred and thirty out of a thousand of the uh, of the other things that PlayStation o- or the Xbox offer, dude. He's like round of applause. Yeah. Put that sound bit in. Yep. Um, because yeah, that game is fucking impossible, but we play it because we we love it. Um, speaking of 
Good game, Elden Ring. Bad game, Marvel's Avengers. Really? So, yeah. Well, story mode was good. It's like the at the end when you beat the game, the, the game plus mode, like you can fucking do all the missions with online characters, play with your friends and whatnot. Uh, in theory, awesome. The game just can't handle it. Very glitchy, very buggy. Uh, now they have a new bug that is out that if you get it, the only way to get rid of it is by restarting the entire game. Oh my god. Yeah. So, oh, and they're so you just have to a, sacrifice all your progress to if you if you want to continue to play that game. If if you have that bug. Oh my god. Yeah, if you get that bug. Um and they're about to release two new characters. So it's like, guys, how about don't release characters and you fucking fix, fix the game. Fix your shit. Yeah. Yeah. It's not hard. Just do it. Just do it. Yeah. Um. <coughs> that's uh. I play. I play most of my games on PlayStation because that's all I have, right? I have a Switch also, but yeah. main is PlayStation. I told my wife we're switching over to fucking Xbox. I'm about to be an Xbox guy. Why? You just got a PS5. I'll <laughs> and I'll tell you why. So, uh, my credit card or my debit card got hacked or fucking. There was, I had to cancel it. Right. So, and I'm waiting. I'm waiting for my new one to come in the mail. Well, in between time, fucking PlayStation decided, oh, it's it's time to uh, for Bradway to re up his fucking PlayStation Plus, <laughs> which which is fine because I have it on the auto for a reason. Yeah. I didn't expect I didn't expect me to have to fucking cancel my card. Right. So, so I'm fucking I cancel it. It re's up. It re-up again. And then it re's up again. What? For some odd reason, it re-up three times. It, did you cancel before it charged? No, because I thought I still had some time. I lost, like, I didn't think of the date. So that's probably why it charged, like, three different times. It was, like, trying to charge it over and over. But here's the... Exactly. But here's the thing. There was no card because it got canceled. Mm-hmm. So it, it charged up to, like, $76. Holy and fuck, then dude. It, that's like ten years. <laughs> and then it, <laughs> right? I'm playing right. And then it <laughs> fucking banded me. It banded my account. I cannot play banned. PlayStation Live. Banned. What did I say? Banded. Yeah. I'm a bandit. I'm a bandit. <laughs> Anyways, uh, <laughs> yeah. It banned, it banned, banned your account. whole account. Whole account. I cannot play live. I cannot play online games with friends. Damn. It, it ban- like, and then the only way for me to get it back is if I pay the uh, $76 back. It sounds like you need to have an email with Sony. Like, you need oh, to dispute bro. this because some shit went down. I did. I tried. I said, look, guys, my card got... I gave them the whole fucking story. And they said, oh, well, nothing we could do about it. It's in the contract that you signed when you started a PlayStation Live account. I said, cool. I'm not paying you guys. I'll just start a fucking new account. Well, that alone would that? make me be like, fuck fucking Sony in the asshole. That's hence why I'm an Xbox guy now. All right. <laughs> I get it. Okay. Now it all makes really... fucking perfect sense because, yeah, uh, fuck that, dude. They, they straight up said, I apologize, but it is in the contract that you signed. There's nothing we could do about it. Like, all right, I'll go fuck myself and go get an Xbox. 
play some Halo. Yeah. And Xbox just or Microsoft just bought all that shit from like from PlayStation. You know? Right. So maybe it might be the smart thing to do. Yeah. Who knows? Maybe I still have a PS five. Yeah, maybe uh maybe PlayStation is just going full Xbox. <laughs> um Let's see what else we got. Oh. Uh Spider Man has a new partner in crime. I'm just kidding. Uh Mobius. Morbius? Morbius. Morbius. He's a vampire. Morbius. He's a Marvel character. He's like a vampire guy. Right. Uh he his movie just came out. Yes. I'm hearing a I'm hearing a lot of ups and downs and downs and ups about it. That's um Fucking what's his face, right? That was Joker. David, yeah, uh, David Leto or Jared Leto. Fucking thirty second, thirty seconds to Mars. Yeah, Jared Leto. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, that's him. Yeah, that's him. Uh, I hear. I, I mean, I'll, I'll watch it. I'm gonna watch it. It's a Marvel movie, and he could. He, he's a you know vampire, flies and shit. I guess. I don't know much about him, to be honest. But I'll watch it. Like I said. Uh, what else? Moon Knight. Fucking Moon Knight on Disney Plus. Just came out yesterday. And I I am a little tied up on things, so I haven't watched it. But after I get done with this podcast, I know what I'm fucking doing. Yeah. Watching it. I want to watch that too. Uh, uh, real quick, did you see Free Guy yet? Yeah. Oh, I, yeah. I haven't watched it yet. I've seen that's on Disney Plus. <laughs> it probably shouldn't be. But yeah, yeah. Whatever. Well, they have a thing now that's like basically uh, you can do it your adult account that has mature content and shit on there too. So, all right, that's yeah. cool. Yeah, because they're gonna need it for you know the Punisher and Daredevil and Iron Fist and all those guys because they're bringing those over, or they already did bring them over. So, and those are definitely PG thirteen and up. The fight scenes are incredible in the Punisher, Jesus. right? And in Daredevil. Um, uh, brings me to, oh, fucking Nintendo Switch, Switch Sports, looks so much fun, Jesus fuck, I want to, I just want a game day with a bunch of friends smoking the weed and drinking the beers and playing Playing some some Wii Sports, you can throw that shit on the TV, right? Not Wii Sports, the Switch Sports, Switch Sports, yeah, yeah you can. Are the are uh, the controllers kind of like Wii with their motion detecting and shit? So it'd be, it looks like this. You, you people listening can't see because it's uh, you're not here. He's holding up a stapler. <laughs> staple, staple. No, oh, it's a fucking Joy-Con. This is your controller for the game. You just, you know, it's motion sensor. Oh, okay. So, so the, the actual paddles that break off of the Switch are not motion censored? No, they are. Oh, okay, And cool. that's what this is. Oh, that's what okay. this is. Yeah, you that's what I was asking. Pop it in or pop it out, and you could use it as a. Uh, as a like I said, I have no business being in this fucking segment because I don't even know how to work a switch. And my son Bro, has. Bro, you're one. learning, though. You're learning, though. Dude, the switches are so much fun. Like, honestly. Well, actually, what kind of switch does your son have? Does he have the light, yeah. or does he have the. Oh, then no. His is just a handheld. Yeah. Uh. You have I think he has a regular handheld. he has the regular switch at his dad's house. 
Yeah, the regular Switch, the Joy-Cons come off, and you can play it on the TV with friends. The the light Switch is light just is, like a, is strictly a handheld yeah. uh, console. It's like so a it's like, PSP. Yeah, but better. It's better, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so going on, I have one last thing, and it's actually pretty fucking cool news, if you ask me. Uh, you mentioned that you watched... Star Wars, right? Mm-hmm. You got into you got into it. You watched them all, right? Minus uh, was it eighty nine? I think yeah. you said. Yep. Fucking <laughs> don't bother. <laughs> but anyways, <laughs> how did you like Anakin Skywalker, the the character Hayden Christensen, the guy who played him? How did you like him? Great as Annie. Great. Right. I mean, one of my favorite scenes in the movie is when he slashes all the young Padawans and. Uh, you know. Execute Order 66, dog. Yeah. Order 66. Uh, yeah. Fucking, he fucked everybody up, too. Holy shit. Who's calling my phone? Doesn't matter. Uh, but yeah, what about Anakin? I liked, I liked Hayden Christensen. Yeah. Is it confirmed? I, I'm glad you did. Is he confirmed? He's coming back. He's confirmed? He's coming back. Yep. Hell yeah. As Darth Vader... In the Obi-Wan Kenobi series. A young Darth, dude. So that means he's going to be kicking ass and taking names because this is when... the di- This is during the period of the time like where he's being this massive Vader in power and people are freaking out about him because in the movie, you see that he's already been in power for a long time and people fear him tr- like tremendously. Like they... Have mm-hmm. nothing because he gives mass- no fucks. Yeah. So, so we're gonna see some carnage. We're gonna see some fucking some nasty Vader shit, dude. And I'm I'm all for it. I'm all for I'm it. I'm hoping that's cool. I'm hoping we get a third saber fight between Obi Wan. Oh, and, you know that you know Obi it's gonna and happen. Vader. That's gonna be that's like gonna, the main event. They're, they're gonna be there. That's gonna be like the series finale. Build up. Yeah. I'm, and I would be okay with that. I, I really fucking would. They have to do um, They have to. Dude, do you know Just the film story it now how... so they both look as young as possible. <laughs> do you know the story of how Vader got his lightsaber? I do not. I'll tell you. So, with every Sith, there is an a Sith's apprentice, which is Darth Vader. He is... And he's an apprentice. Yes. Through his whole entire life. He's never was a Sith Lord. Uh, which a lot of people get confused. He thinks he is. Yeah, Not. Vader. Technically, he was never technically he's an apprentice. Sith Lord. Uh, well, to get his saber, he was sent to wipe out a village. He was sent to kill a Jedi. You know, ex- he execute order 66. All Jedis must die. Right. So he was sent to kill this fucking Jedi. And this Jedi was in the middle of a small town. Well, him, Vader, and this Jedi, I cannot remember the Jedi's name. Even if I could, I probably couldn't pronounce it. Because Star Wars, not all of the names are fucking crazy. Yeah. Um, but anyways, he, they get in this epic fucking battle. Uh, Vader does not have a saber or anything. He's just using the Force at this point. And he's just fucking every... Like, just boom. Was, to kill him, he, why, he used the Force to fucking drag a boulder, a piece of the dam, down onto the Jedi. Oh, releasing shit. all that, Releasing all that water. So he flooded and the ended place. Up, 
he flooded, wiped out the entire village, killing the Jedi, getting his fucking saber. Young Vader was ruthless as fuck. Okay. Gave zero fucks. Like you looked at him wrong, and he would so fucking thinking, he would mind choke you. You're <sighs> thinking we might see that as well, like that scene. I'm hoping. No, we won't see that scene. I think it'd be we won't fucking see that cool. Scene. Because in it, because technically at this point he's already been Vader for so many years. Oh, so he already has his saber. He would already have his saber at this point because I think in the in the trailer you see a young uh, Luke Skywalker and he looks like to be seven or eight or six or whatever. Uh, so at that point, yeah, that had been so many years past the point of Vader becoming Vader that that storyline's already long gone. But I'm sure he's still, he's just as fucking ruthless. Yeah. Because he's like, oh, yeah. If not more. Yeah. Well, if you guys want to hear any more cool, nerdy news, nerdy, nerdy shit, nerdy anything, check out that Cosmic Soup recording podcast every Thursday. Uh, They go about Facebook Live at 3 p.m. You know what? I never knew the time. Thursday at 3, but that's Arizona time. I mean, to anybody listening, it's just Thursday. You know, around Thursday evening should be out. Yeah. Check it out on Facebook and whatnot. Hell yeah, the homies Uh, there. Um, Are you going to Yucca Tap Room tonight? Dude, I am not. I got a big day tomorrow. Oh, yeah. My my homies in No Consent and Talking Bombs are playing tonight. TV Tragedy has played a lot of shows with them over the past month. So, uh, yeah, we're going out to support them. And, uh, yeah, I would say come out, but, you know, you're always hashtag too broke. And speaking of too broke, we got some fucking We Still Copper we're going to get into right now. Fuck yeah, dude. Throw some of that shit on, dog. Hell yeah. Yeah. This is We Still <laughs> Copper with Too Broke. Thanks for listening to Nerdy News. We out. Too broke to eat, too broke to sleep. Let's get it back next feel I'm walking the street. I'm too broke to eat, too broke to sleep. Let's get it back next feel I'm walking the street.
Hey guys, it's Natty, and I want you to stop what you're doing. Yes, you, and go and check out my podcast, Naughty by Natty. I read, share, and explain stories that are sexual, forbidden, fact, fiction, good, bad, ugly, naughty, nice, not so nice, and so much more. I also interview amazing people with amazing stories to tell. If you would like to be a guest on my podcast or submit yours, your brother, uncle, cousin, aunt, sister, whoever's music, you can email me at naughtybynatty at gmail.com and you can hear it here. So, what are you waiting for? Oh, Meatbag, let me tell you something. I don't ever want to do nerdy news again, man. <laughs> that was that was so bad, man. Rody just says so many words that aren't even really words, and then he just, like, fumbles words, and I got to pretend like I know what he's talking about. I hated it. Well, I'll tell you what he shouldn't be talking about. He best keep my wife's name out of his fucking mouth, all right? <laughs> Oh, uh, it's been a good show, man. We got into some good punk rock talk stuff. We got Nerdy News was okay. Uh, Through the Table was phenomenal. At least Nerdy News was only was. good because I was on it. Yeah. But yeah. Right. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off there. But fuck Rody. No, it's... Oh, fuck Rody. Dead cash. He was supposed to be here for the ending and for the last part of Through the Table, but... You know. He's kind of a piece of bitch. That's what I've been yeah, calling dude. him lately. He's a piece of bitch piece of bitch we'll see if he even hears this on the podcast he won't right as soon as nerdy news is done he just tunes out yeah and i already released it for the week so he's like fuck this oh shit i just <laughs> i just pulled back the curtain there you go all right well thank you to all of our sponsors cosmic soup recording and bodacious prince we want to go ahead and thank our co-hosts cash and roadie even uh and we hope cash had a had a really good honeymoon even though he yeah. wasn't here, we I still hope, want to thank him. I hope he had a good him. time in Cancun. Yep. Hopefully, uh, uh, Yugoslavia was really good to him. Yeah. Um, Fiji. Fiji was great, dude. Yeah, we, we were there. We squared sold out Fiji. Uh, we love you guys. We're getting out of here. It's been a good show. Yeah. I'm going on the road, so uh, we'll report back. And I think I'll be in either Flagstaff or I'll be in Texas or Louisiana. I'm not even sure where I'm going to be the next time I talk to you guys. But uh, I'm going to have, speaking of talking, I'm going to have the Talking Bombs talk to you guys. Oh, shit. Play some fucking Talking Bombs. All right. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, this song is the Talking Bombs with Waste of Time. We love you so much. Peace. Have a good one. Peace.
project. Son, where'd you find this? If you're looking for any audio recording or you'd like to record your own podcast, please visit Cosmic Soup Recording, where you can turn your ideas into reality. Whether you're looking to record one song or a whole album, Cosmic Soup Recording will fit any budget. For more information, visit CosmicSoupRecording.com or call or text at 480-331-7687. That's 480-331-SOUP. Also available on all social media. Cosmic Soup Recording is located in Phoenix, Arizona, near 24th Street and Thomas. Call now for a free quote or to book your session today. <laughs> 